Welcome back to the 200th episode of the KPL Podcast. I am your former host, Ryan Drinkard, who has pirated the KPL Library Airwaves so that I could... Oh, wait, how embarrassing. Jagisha's here with me. Yes, Ryan, uh, I'm still here. And um, don't worry, listeners, he's a guest and hasn't pirated the the, uh, podcast. That you know of. <laughs> yes. This is an episode of, what is it, uh, Outer Limits? <laughs> Please stand by. Oh, and before we get into the episode, let me just say that even after I had exited the show, you are still crushing it. Oh, well, thank you very much. I try. It's not the same, though. I do like having my co-host. Uh, well, I, if there's one thing that I miss most, it's definitely doing this with you. My vanity, of course, uh, will always tell me that I am the uh, the host with the most. That's really, right. Honestly, it's definitely. I concur. No, I, I, oh, you concur with the it's definitely you because then we're both in agreement. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to no, say, you're, you're the host with the most. <laughs> no, no, no. Move on to the next segment. You agreed already. Okay. So we thought for the 200 episode, we would talk about some of our favorite guests. We've had quite a few authors on now because it's been at least, I think, since 2020. So that we've been hosting author interviews almost weekly. Yeah, since 2020. Uh, and we had, we, if my memory serves me, and it seldom does, we had authors even before 2020. Not not in great regularity, but we did. And But the 2020 on, you and I were just, you know, lining them up and getting them out the door. Interviews. Yes, we were a factory of author interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure there's a one-to-one correlation here, but that's exactly what we were doing. It's more Keebler elves than like, uh, Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> yes, yes. Although I really want a cookie now. <laughs> uh, let's take a fudge strike break. Yes. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, we are going to have some clips from our past guests that we've enjoyed, and I think we both have picked three. Yes, although knowing us as I do, it might be difficult not to get lost in some of those weeds because. Boy, it was so hard to narrow down just three because we've had, I mean, a cavalcade of fantastic authors. I mean, even ones that I didn't like I didn't read personally or I, you know, did not really like connect with. The conversation alone was fabulous, like to the point where I feel bad by the three that I picked because there was just so many good, 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 good ones. Absolutely. I, I concur. We had, we have had some great guests. So these three are ones that uh, were most memorable or our favorites, but there are so many others. And this was a hard number to narrow down. 100%. Would you like to go first? You know what? I will. So, and <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite, or I would say one that's most memorable is got to be Eric Larson because he was kind of our, our kickoff author. He wasn't necessarily the first author we've had on the podcast, but he was our kickoff author to doing these weekly author interviews. And he, we were so just tickled that like this big name, best-selling author came on the podcast and wanted to talk about his book and, and talk to us. And I remember being incredibly nervous and worried because I hadn't 
it happened so quickly that I didn't get the opportunity to finish the book. And I managed to at least go through a good chunk of it to come up with questions to ask for the interview. But this was our first one. And he was just amazing. Yeah, I will second that. This one did not make my list of threes. But if we were going to go into honorable mention territory, almost certainly. Like, I feel like the Eric Larson moment was like essentially our I don't know, uh, our blank check moment. As you stated, we, we had authors beforehand. And then we, then Eric Larson came, who was, who's huge. And I was so excited because uh, Devil in the White City is a fantastic read. If, uh, if none of the listeners out there have not read that book, then oh, definitely read that book. That is, is one of the best nonfictions I've ever read. If you love, if you love history, if you love murder mystery, if you love, Anything and everything. That's such a good book. And all of his others are are just amazing books. They are. And so the Splendid in the Vile was the book we talked about. And I'm going to include a clip here shortly and probably about uh, Winston Churchill and his bats. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is a moment that is particularly favorite, I think, to the both of us, if I may speak for you, it is it is this moment because it got us rolling in the aisle. In fact, there is a, a scene in the book where he, uh, he is in France. Um, but even while there, he insisted on, on having a bath. And when he realized his bath was not available, he burst into a dining room dressed in his, dressed in his red silk kimono. Um, and, and his bad French said, Où est ma bain? Or, you know, where's my bath? And, and, and the, uh, the, the two French uh, officers who were in the room sort of reported seeing this, this sort of this deranged genie bursting through the door. Okay, your turn. Okay, for I think, oh man, there's so many good choices, but I'll start uh, with, we were fortunate enough to uh, record with podcasting and radio host legend, Clint McElroy. If fans of his work from the Adventure Zone will know him, uh, which is a live play D and D. Well, it's not live, but it is a it is a D and D played podcast with the podcasting McElroy brothers and their dad Clint, and he joined us to talk about their recent graphic novel release, which I believe we did for Pedals to the Metal, if I recall right, which mm-hmm. is the third book in the Adventure Zone series. Now these are these are fun filled graphic novels. They're not really for children because there's a lot of adult humor. But once you start getting into the uh, the teen, preteen area, I would highly recommend them. Dungeons and Dragons is a very hot property, and they've been doing it for some years. And they're very funny, and they're well-drawn. It was just so much fun to joke around with Clint because he is one of those people who was very charismatic and happy to talk about his work or his main character he plays in the Adventure Zone is Merle Highchurch. And I asked him if he would be willing to answer some questions as Merle, because he has a different voice for Merle. And he did. It was uh, two guests for the price of one. We got Clint McElroy, and we also got Merle Highchurch, Dwarven Cleric. It just tickled me to no end. Yeah, he was uh, he was great. And also Ryan was very much a fanboy <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> So being a complete absolute nerd growing up, I mean, I still play Dungeons and Dragons Weekly. The Adventure Zone is one that I do not miss, but so many others. And it was so hard to control the volume of my voice. I was so excited. We, We had authors beforehand whose work I loved and respected. 
And but this was more along of like geek fanboy, like you said. And I just I was uh like I was uh vibrating with energy in that moment. So I will include a clip as Clint talking as Merle. And it's oh man, please enjoy. If if you're if you're somebody out there who enjoys uh good fantasy and fun, ridiculous comedy, I I couldn't recommend the adventure zone. More more vigorously. It is a fantastic read. If if you if you listen to one podcast this week, make it the KPL podcast. If you listen to two, check out the adventure zone. Why not? Well, here's the deal. It's kind of like um a mishmash, like a cop show, and uh there's a lot of fast and furious, a lot of driving around crazy, and there's even a musical theater number. Okay, so my second pick is going to be Nalini Singh, and I've actually interviewed her twice now. So one, we interviewed together with Ryan when the book Archangel's Light came out, and then her more recent one is going to be coming out in November because she's got a new book coming out this November. There Should Have Been Eight is the new title, and it's a mystery thriller versus the first one, Archangel's Light, was a paranormal romance. And I have been following her for since basically her first book had come out in the series. And so we were quite a few books in, like we're in the teens at this point of the number of books she's put out. And so I had my fangirl moment because I was very excited to talk to her. And she's a fellow Indian, except she's a Kiwi and I'm an American. So, but uh, still just, I'm just amazing to see uh, someone writing in a paranormal romance genre of all genres as an Indian. Yeah, I've slept since then. So I could be remembering things wrong, but my memory says this. I remember this interview and it it one too would make my uh, list of honorable mentions because if I recall right beforehand, we were, we were having a conversation at the desk and I asked you, who is your favorite author or something to that equivalent? We had never really had this conversation, I feel. And then you told me, and then I was like, well, I'm going to go try to arrange her to be on the podcast. And which is exactly what I did. I wanted to make this happen for my good friend, Jagisha, and it worked out so perfectly uh, she was so friendly and so excited to talk to us. And uh, it was just a fun day. It was. It was a great interview. She's a lot of fun. And, you know, she's she's into her world, but she doesn't take it too seriously. So it was great. And, you know, we got to ask her some, you know, fun fan questions. And though she didn't answer a lot of them because they were all surprises or Easter eggs that were in the books. <laughs> so, <laughs> By the way, where is Angel Tower? I know it's, um, it's actually a specific point in New York, and there's mm-hmm. if there's a few people who have figured it out from the clues in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in the early books, there's very specific uh, references to the roads. Um, so I'll just leave that out there as like a <laughs> as like an Easter egg for people to hunt for. But it is I picked a particular building, um, and that building doesn't exist in my world. But um, and so that's another little um, clue there. This building is never mentioned. Okay, your turn. Who's number two no. on your list? Although I think I can I'm, guess. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead and guess because if you like, because I think I might surprise you on this one. Okay, I, I was thinking Elliot Kalen. Oh uh, well, I d- I wanted to break up the the fun, so I was gonna I was gonna go a little bit more serious this route. But tell you what, you guessed, and he is on there, so I'll talk number two with Elliot Kalen. 
so we were fortunate enough to talk with a the former head writer of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, uh, Mr. Elliot Kalin, uh, who is also the former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which was, which was for me a huge deal because I grew up on a very steady diet of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I still uh, consume it in great quantities. And he's also one of the co-hosts of one of my favorite podcasts called Flophouse, where they review bad movies. And he was on to talk about his most recent children's book, uh, Sharko and Hippo. And uh, and he is a very funny, entertaining comedian. And it was such a good interview. But if there is a high point to this interview, um, one of the bits that Elliot does on the show Flophouse is that he creates songs on the spot, usually for their letter song when they ask when they answer viewer letters to annoy his fellow co-hosts. Uh, and he just loves doing it. And so I said, you know, we, we didn't prompt him beforehand. We just asked, um, would you be willing to create a, a theme song for the Kirkwood Public Library? And in that moment, he did. He did indeed. And I have the song and I'm actually was going to pop it in at the end of this episode. Oh, as our, Yeah, as the sort of our going out uh, song. So uh, that's what I'll do is I'll pop that in there. Oh, please. Uh, that was always one of the things that I kind of thought about bringing up. Uh, and I wish I had after that episode that that the Kirk, the KPL theme song be our outro music. And we, it, I never did. There's always part of me that like, oh, I should have done that. It was so much fun. It was. It was. And it's a great song. And we've played, you know, we've done this. You know, we talked about podcasting uh, at conferences and played that song. And it's always gotten a good reception. Oh, yeah. That's always made uh, our, our conference circuit. Oh, boy. And I miss the conference circuit. Okay. So my number three is going to be an interview with uh, Richard Osman. Um, he has a murder series. He has a mystery series, I should say, called the Thursday Murder Club. Mm-hmm. And so we interviewed him in uh, for his second book, The Bullet That Missed. And he was just a delight to talk to. Just this incredibly fun person. And um, I actually, Ryan, you weren't with me on this one. I actually had our, uh, my colleague Krista on the podcast with us. And I would have to say that she was a bit of a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. Uh, so, okay. So I've listened to this episode. I've listened to all your episodes. I don't know why I have to preface it like that. And uh, this one I have mixed emotions about because behind the scenes at the KPL podcast listeners. So before I left, I was trying to make Richard Osman happen a lot because if it wasn't going to be Krista, it was going to be me fanboying because I am a gigantic fan of like English panel shows and trivia shows. And Richard Osmond has his own. He is also a regular contributor to or appearing on like uh, the QI. Uh, he a couple weeks ago he was on uh, the podcast No Such Thing as Fish, and he is so much fun, so funny. He was somebody that I had to have and due to scheduling conflicts or other things we just couldn't keep making it happen uh, i was was constantly talking to um their uh publicist and we'd be like okay well keep us in mind for next time and uh it was it was i'm not you know i'm not mad it was a great working relations and i understand that he is both an author and a television personality and that's got to be a hard hard uh hard needle to show i get i think that's the phrase but uh, Takesha made it happen, and I'm like, 
oh, that's fantastic. And on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, he was promoting his book and the publicist said, hey, this book is just coming out and would you like to do the interview? So I think this, this, the only reason I was able to do it is because you'd already sown, sown the seeds. <laughs> so sown the seeds. We'll go planted the seeds for it. So. Uh, laid the groundwork. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic interview. People, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode where you talks to Richard Osmond, man, definitely do so. It's, it's a fun listen. It's, uh, and, and his books are fantastic. So I cannot recommend the Thursday Murder Club higher when that first book came out that was definitely my book that would have been my book pick of the year i hadn't read a mystery i feel as engaging and just fun uh in in some years so definitely check it out my message to you would be i mean you guys keep up the good work because libraries are so important i know in the uk the 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 the, the, the you know the, the waiting list to get the book was huge so I bought I just bought a load and gave you just gave them to the libraries please 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 keep the libraries afloat keep going to the libraries get people reading and you know I love people buying my books that's great I get I was going to say as much joy I get a tiny bit more joy of people borrowing them and people going into their library and getting them and reading them and, and passing them back and letting someone else read them that to me you know I, that's an absolute joy so I'd like to to thank the two of you as well. All right. Well, I know number three. Actually, I think I figured out number three, but I will let you go ahead and tell us about your number three. Oh, I thank you. I wish I could rap. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's stopping you? <laughs> I can't rap. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not about to try to do that in public. <laughs> oh, uh, why did I even come back for this episode then? <laughs> I was promised, I was promised Jakeisha raps. <laughs> All right. I lied. Uh, I lied. <laughs> oh, it is it is impossible to have picked three. So prepare yourself. I do want to have a couple of honorable mentions, at least maybe not we talk about it, but just just stuff that I wanted to point out that are that are certainly special. But one of I felt like the most special interviews that we had conducted was what well, was with Amanda Tyler about uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg book, Justice, Justice, Thou Shalt Pursue. Again, if memory serves, RGB. RBG. I did that backwards. She had just passed, and uh, she had always been one of my real-life heroes. Most of my heroes end up being like Spider-Man or what have you, but but Ruth was an amazing woman who was definitely out there defending our liberties, and the world is such a worse place without her in it. The book is is so good. It's so important. It taught me a lot about empathy and why we need to protect our basic liberties. And it's not something that we should just give up so freely that, that you must always dissent in the face of just terrible, terrible things. I, I, have, I have to rein in my vocabulary. So. It was an important interview. I, I felt like when we did it, I was, I don't think I had ever been as proud of something that we had put out. And uh, it was just an illuminating conversation about someone who was very important to me. Absolutely. The amount of wisdom and, and just knowledge of the law that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had was just mind blowing. Like she just understood the law at a level that 
I definitely could not ever process. And hence why she was a justice on the Supreme Court. Also, my reference to rapping had to do with she was also known as a notorious RBG. I now putting that together. Yeah. Notorious RPG. It's it's on fire. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but that's why why I particularly love it, because it's Justice Ginsburg sparring intellectually as as good as she has ever sparred, wielding that beautiful pen and that incredible talent for language and writing um, as best as she ever had and just decimating the majority argument. And so if I had to pick one, it's that opinion. And that's the opinion that actually winds up catapulting her into becoming the so-called notorious RBG. I'm not the only one that loved that opinion. Uh, (laughs) Two law students at NYU did, and they created this moniker for her in response. So that's where that came from. Okay, so I'm assuming we have a few more minutes left. I guess we might have some honorable mentions. Yeah, I feel like this was particularly hard because on some level I felt like it was self-serving for me to pick like Lance McElroy and uh, and Elliot Kalin. But I didn't want to throw out like a lot of, I mean, you covered Eric Larson and he certainly would have been in there. I really dug our conversation with Becky Chambers. Mm-hmm. She's a science fiction author and that's putting it in the most mildest uh, terms, but all of her books is a is a cracking read and she was just an absolute delight to speak with. We talked, and now I'm suddenly blanking on uh, my brain just said, Anna North, that's who I was trying to find. Anna North was, again, not a book that I thought I would be reading or enjoying, but I had a really good time talking with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to the author and the, the creator, the artist, the author of Giant Days, which is an amazing book series. How about yourself? What would what? So one of the ones that I really wanted to mention, and this should have been actually on my list of top three, was Big Black Stand at Attica by Frank Big Black Smith and Jared Rainmouth. And the artist was Amazian. And this was such a great interview. This these two people were just incredible to to talk to. They were, and this book is this graphic novel was incredibly eye-opening. Something I learned a story that I had known nothing about. Yeah, I, I remember that one. That one that one almost made my list as well. That was a hard one to not be in my top three. It was a fantastic conversation, a very powerful book. And I'm going to add one more. Oh, I'm definitely going to add one more too. I'm seeing if uh, what your one more is going to be. So if you interviewed this author twice, uh, she is a local author. And I usually have fun with her. And this is Laurel K. Hamilton. And uh, I talked to her most recently when her 29th book, in the Anita Blake series came out Smolder. And just recently, it's coming out soon, is her 30th book in the series. And it's been 30 years since she started the series, and that's going to be Slay. But I just enjoy talking to her. And apparently there's a theme because I happen to like paranormal books. <laughs> hey, you like what you like. Uh, I had been accused of liking Star Wars too much on our show. There, <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, uh, Laurel Kay, uh, she is, for those who may not know, and I, I find that hard to believe, she is a St. Louis celebrity, at the very least. Uh, most people who read books and are from where we are definitely know the name Laurel Kay. Yes. All right. Who else do you have? Well, I aforementioned the Star Wars thing, so I'm just going to feed into it. We were we talked to uh, Anthony Daniels, of course, Mr. C-3PO, 
that was uh, that was a huge check on my bucket list that I just had a just had a conversation with C3PO or the Mr. Daniels about uh, his his uh, biography that came out at the time. And yes. it was a lot of fun. It was great. He again, speaking of doing voices, he was kind enough to do our favorite uh, Golden Protocol droids voice, uh, giving a two quotes, if I recall right. And uh, that was a good day. It was. I am seeing Rivio, the inside story of my. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah, go, if you're a Star Wars fan, go check out that interview. We talked to 3PO. That was such a big get. <laughs> that was a huge get. All right. Well, listeners, what did you think of our list of faves? Did you have any for us? Uh, you know, give us a shout out. You could write to us at podcast at kplmo.org. Yeah, please. Um, well, Emma said we want to hear them. I'll hear them uh, secondhandly and I'll respond secondhandly. Uh, but before I go, I, I did want to say that uh, that it's been a lot of fun. 200 episodes. Uh, when we created the show, I, the, I just didn't know if it would if it would take. And we were, I feel like we were so fortunate. And I think that speaks to how committed both of uh, both of us were and making the show work. And uh, and here it is the 200th episode. That's amazing. I think of all my working experiences, this was my favorite. And without a doubt, uh, even after I've gone, it is still just a fantastic show. And you're doing fantastic things each week, Jagisha. If you're not listening to Jagisha Patel, what is wrong with you? Subscribe. <laughs> uh, she might rap, as it turns out. So, I mean, that's that's reason enough to listen each week. <laughs> even uh -oh. if she doesn't, the promise that it might happen. That's, that's got to put your butt in the seat, right? Anyways. No. Well, now I got to like, throw it in there as a surprise, as a random surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> if, if, any, if anything comes of my being here, that will be... Anyways, no. So, no, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive, and thank you for making such a fantastic program. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I am so happy to have you back on. You know, you're always welcome as a guest. Whenever you want to come on, just let me know. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We'll do it again. I, I I will take you up on that because I, I do feel like, yeah, I'm happy to, I'm happy to do this. So uh, yeah, just, just let me know. Maybe, who knows, maybe I'll like uh, track down authors on the side and go, Jakeisha, <laughs> to talk to this person. Hey, absolutely. I will take, you know, any help I can get. You know, I've been trying to get, you know, maybe uh, Stephen King. So if you happen to know Stephen King and get him on, the, <laughs> and he's willing to do the podcast, I will happily... <laughs> Uh, he was he was always our uh again information behind the scenes he was always our white whale we tried uh throughout the years multiple times to take a run at him uh neil gaiman too uh mm -hmm. he was always one that we tried multiple times in multiple different avenues to uh to see if we he'd join us and as of yet nothing but again hope springs eternal and there's so many more authors to talk to well, i was just gonna say some of the best conversations never came from the the white whales essentially they came from the, the most um un unlikely is not the word um ones that i didn't see coming sources i'll say because uh, mm -hmm. unlikely is definitely not um i don't know what the word is but ones that i thought well this is just going to be our interview for the week and then suddenly i was enthralled yeah yep yep there's always a surprise there somewhere oh 100 100 
And Ryan, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. My pleasure. Join us next week when we talk to UK author Alex Hay about his mystery novel, The Housekeepers. Until next week. Look up there at the library clock. What time is it? It's Kirkwood time. The library that you're already at. Kirkwood Public Library. Library time. KPL, that's what it stands for. K, Kirkwood. A wood made of Kirk. P, public. Anyone can come there. L, library. They've got books, but other things. Because in the 21st century, libraries do so much more than books. It's really more of a community center with multiple forms of media access, information management. That's what's at the heart of library sciences today. You can tell I'm married to a library, and it's the Kirkwood Public Library. KPL, 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 not JPL. That's the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. KPL, 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 KPL. I can't think of other things that end in PL that aren't libraries. So let's get going. It's KPL time. The clock on the wall. The library clock sets its time. Two, go, two, Kirkwood.